Hello, this is Dan Munner, and this is the Montesano School District Podcast. Today is December 4th, and this is episode number three. Feel free to subscribe in order to stay up to date with the goings-on around the district. We'll be holding brief interviews with staff, students, and community members to discuss topics that may be of interest. Today, we have Tim Trimble as our guest, and we'll be talking about some issues with athletics. All right, Tim, thanks for being here today and being a guest on the podcast. Yeah, what a beautiful day, Dan. It really is nice. It's nice not to have some rain right now. So a number of things I want to talk to you about that uh, sometimes in the world of athletics, it gets a little confusing, and hopefully you can clear some of those things up. So first off, I want to talk about the classification system that we have with the WIAA and how it started and where it's gone to now and what the future may look like. Well... I don't think you really want to know the history, meaning I don't think you really want to know that back in 1962, we were a two-classification state. But at some point in my career, um, we moved to the six classifications with the idea that there would be equal schools in each classification. So, for example, if there's uh, 390 schools, then that would be divided by six, and there'd be an equal number of schools in each classification. Which that, right now, that number is somewhere around 63, correct? Yeah, it's like 63, 64. And that sounded good in principle. Uh, but what happened was uh, you schools have an, uh, the ability to opt up, which means if they uh, have the 3A classification number, but would like to opt up and play 4A, uh, they can do that. And so what would happen is those schools would opt up, and then schools that were uh, a bigger population would drop down, and then you got a huge spread in attendance or a huge spread in population. So, for example, football is our biggest concern, to be honest with you. You know, when you have a school of 300 that has to play a school of 800, that may be considered to be unfair and worse, unsafe. So that's what happened. Is schools started to opt up and down and pushing schools to to widen that gap. So let's talk about that opting up. So okay. there are certain types of schools that opt up. So, for example, in the Seattle School District, there's a number of those schools that will opt up to a larger classification because of the proximity of the schools in the district. There's also some private schools, which is a great topic for later in the mm-hmm. discussion because that seems to be, around tournament time, a big concern for everyone. So talk about what types of schools opt up. Well, uh, like you say, there are several styles. Uh, some... Um, or opt up because, hey, we've always been 4A. We want to continue to be 4A. We really don't care what our number is. That's uh, Everybody around us is 4A. Uh, all the schools in our league are 4A, and we want to stay in that league. Thus, we're going to opt up. Uh, another one would be that's exactly where we're competitive at. Um, you know, we have um, enjoyed playing 2B football at 11-man even though our numbers are uh, 1B, which is 8-man football, we still want to opt up and be 2B so we can play 11-man football. Um, There are uh, several private schools that probably have 1A to 2A numbers that have chosen to opt up to 4A. Uh, Bellarmine Prep, Gonzaga Prep, those schools have always been 4A, although their numbers aren't. 
Um, and as you well know, they're competitive at that level, and that's um, they're comfortable there. So what happens, like I said, is that the attendance or the population spread got too big. And so the committees, uh, the WIA put together a classification committee, and they came up with these amendments uh, to be voted on here shortly. Okay, before we go there, let's okay. just talk for a quick second, because I just, the, the classification cycle started out being on a two-year cycle, and correct. they would reclassify it's gone to four right now, correct? That is correct. Um, that happened uh, because hey, it's a lot of work to get your league together, to get your schools and your league and build a schedule and make a plan. And it is a lot of anxious time. And so they tried to minimize that by just lengthening it out. Now, at that two-year break in a four-year cycle, uh, schools can change, but it's only based on the hard number. So if the top number of uh, 1As was 450, then uh, and your number dropped below 450, you could have moved back to the 1A classification in the two-year cycle rather than the four. Okay, so let's talk about that count. For a long time, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was a 10 through 12 count. Correct. Then it went to a 912. 9-11. Well, that, how, how recently did that happen? In the last, uh, oh, I'd say three or four years. Because, yeah. because the 9-11, because as you transfer into the next year, those 12th graders are going to be gone, so it yeah. doesn't give you an accurate number. Correct. Um, so some of the things, I've been here eight years, and when I first got here, we had Rainier in the league. On Alaska. Uh, on Alaska. I think Kalama was in the mm -hmm. first year. Those schools have all dropped out, dropped actually back to 2B. Um, and then we've had Rochester and Aberdeen that have gone from 1A to 2A. Well, to, just a small correction there. Aberdeen's always been 2A. Uh, they spent two years with us when uh, uh, they wanted to kind of independently opt to the 1As. Uh, Rochester did the same, because, but they had jumped to 2A and weren't quite ready to do that. So what that does, though, is that on that cycle, it creates a, a challenge of trying to find schools to participate in your league. So, for example, we have five in our league where it used to be. Yeah, I mean, if I if you ask me for a perfect number, I would say eight is the perfect number for um, a league. But in this case, we have five. That is far from perfect because that, in football, that leaves you four uh, league games. And boy, uh, that does that's tough scheduling, right? Okay, there. so we'll talk about scheduling a little bit, yeah. but now move on to these proposals that are coming up in January in terms of classification. Okay, so uh, in the classification amendment that comes up, uh, I mean, I, it's a whole nother discussion probably on how it could get passed, but they have dropped the exact number of schools in each classification, and they've they've adopted what they consider to be hard numbers uh, for purposes. Uh, of that we'll deal with, uh, the 1A classification would be 225 to 449. And those schools that have that enrollment would be considered to be 1A. Now, um, what, what I guess it, what could happen is uh, you could end up with 90 schools that are falling into that category. So they have adopted the also a piece of that amendment is, well, if you have X number of schools in your classification, then you might have a 24-team state tournament rather than a 16. So it goes the other way, too. If you have less than the required number, you might have an 18 tournament rather than a 16. 
So you, they would try to adjust the equity of the tournament based on the number of schools. Which is going to be real interesting. Yeah, that's, that's going to change a lot. So do you even want to venture to talk about the potential of the free and reduced issue for classification? Well, another uh, part of that, uh, of the classification process, it has come up that there is proof, and we could have a long debate about whether or not it's true, um, that uh, socioeconomic schools that have a higher free and reduced lunch rate have less success in athletics. There's a lot of arguments for that. I don't uh, know that it's 100% correct, but I don't know that you can argue that more affluent schools seem to do better uh, in, at the state competitions. I don't think you can argue that. I think that's pretty much a fact. Um, so what will happen is if that part of that amendment passes, is each school's free and reduced lunch count would be compared to the state at wide average, which I think is about 47%, would be compared to that. And if it's 10% above that, 57%, then you would start receiving a reduction in your enrollment. So if you're at 57%, you would have a 10% reduction in your enrollment. That may drop you down to classification. It may have no effect on it, but you have that chance. Now, there are schools in the state that have upwards of 80% free and reduced lunch count. I'd, I'd have to ask you what ours is because I really haven't paid attention to ours. But It's in the 40% range. Right. So it would not affect Montesano at all other than, excuse me, maybe teams that have uh, might come down into our league. Uh, surrounding schools, if we were to look at it right now, would not, would not affect us. Aberdeen is the closest school that has a chance of having itself reduced to that level to become a 1A school rather than a 2A by number. So in short, let's say your um, your enrollment is, uh, your free and reduced lunch count is 60%, you'd receive approximately a 13% reduction in, in population. It may or may not get you to a different classification. So when all this shakes out, the reality is we're going to stay at 1A no matter what happens. The only change for us is going to be the potential of who might be in our league and who we might play. That's exactly right.